0: The universe is telling me something here, I think, because, like, this is just a lot to handle right now, and I am not doing it well. And it was a wake-up call for me to really step back and think about and prioritize what's important to me.
1: Hey there. Welcome to Jam with Jen, Empowering Your Pivot. I'm an ex-corporate girl turned chiropractor who is on a mission to help others make their dream a reality. I'll be sharing real stories from people who have made that leap into living a life of success on their terms. Making the leap isn't always sunshine and rainbows, but it's about showing you that you too can have the freedom of life you desire. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of JAM with Jen. Today I have on Dr. Narissa Bauer. Dr. Narissa is a behavioral pediatrician, creator of the Teach Me ADHD, and the host of Let's Talk Kids Health live show. In 2018, she was reaching burnout and decided to leave the academia world, where she then entered into the entrepreneurial space. Today, Dr. Narissa is able to connect with more patients and kiddos online to help navigate the road of behavioral health, such as ADHD and anxiety, with more fun. So, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you
0: for having me, Jen.
1: I am excited to hear your story. I feel like um, we sometimes don't look at MDs getting as much burnout, but I mean, it happens quite often. And I'm just curious about your story and your transition into more of the online space and how you're working with patients today or families today.
0: Yes, thank you for that, and I will um, just say, um, you know, unfortunately, it happens more often than not, especially now with where we are as a society with the pandemic, um, uh, my own burnout journey, <laughs> um, you know, I think when I went to medical school, I had this vision of, you know, becoming a doctor, seeing patients, I'm a pediatrician by training, so, you know, getting to get to know my families. Um And then, you know, accept my first faculty position and train other doctors, right? And that's kind of the vision you have. But then when I got there, I did that. And I was there. I was really happy for a while. And I was in academia for 13 years. Um, And then I just realized that all of a sudden I woke up and I'm like, you know what? I am not happy. Like, I would get up and... Um, it was such that my work environment was just filled with lots of meetings. Uh, the expectation was that I was still writing and submitting grants in addition to teaching residents and seeing patients. And a lot of times, my day-to-day work was being pushed into the evenings and weekends. And I had, at the time, two young kids and just not happy. I mean, I just couldn't keep up with the pace. I didn't realize I was actually experiencing burnout, though, until things happened in my family where two family members got sick. And then I also had to deal with, you know, helping them Mm -hmm. and realizing, oh my gosh, I I don't even know what I'm doing anymore half the time. Uh, And I'm tired and I feel like I'm burning it on both ends. And I've just, I am not happy. And it took that moment of realization was like, the universe is telling me something here, I think, because like this is just a lot to handle right now and I am not doing it well. And it was a wake-up call for me to really step back and think about and prioritize what's important to me and how am I going to get to there. But when I was in the midst of burnout, I just couldn't, I was so overwhelmed and it took something else to kind of shock me into the fact that yeah, things need to change. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I left academia in December of 2018. Um took glorious 4 months off. I mean, I was I I have to acknowledge that we were in the financial position to do that. Um where I was just mom and going to Costco in the middle of the day was really weird for me, you know? <laughs> like, oh, uh, I can do this and not feel bad and go to my kid's school and volunteer and Um, But I just knew that I, I needed to do something. I mean, I love being a mom, but I also knew that part of my identity was, you know, helping families. So when the time came, I decided to start a private practice because I just, I knew being a doctor, like I could do that. But this time I set up my practice the way that I wanted to. But then also, I just, um, COVID happened. (laughs) And all of a sudden, couldn't see patients face-to-face safely. I was running parent workshops then and couldn't do that safely. So then kind of just had to pivot. And I, you know, the one thing that came out of COVID for me was that it really pushed me to think outside the box of how can I help these families who I know are struggling, not just within my own patient panel, but the families that I hear about and see about online. You know, everybody going to remote learning, families just kind of pulling out their hair. How are we supposed to work and do school at the same time? And kids stressing out about doing school remotely. They hated it. Um, And so that really pushed me into thinking about, well, I think I I can do something here. But it really forced me into the zone of creativity and being able to say, okay, I am not just, quote, a doctor. I have the skills to, you know, implement positive parenting, integrate that in, do child education, do education for the family, but make it fun. And that's how my course Teach Me ADHD was born. So um, but but that was my way of trying to see what families needed and then thinking outside the box and then just getting to work and like being in the zone of doing that. And it was really it's been really rewarding.
1: But so what is like the mission really focused towards with your online presence?
0: Yeah, so a couple things. I mean, my biggest thing is that, you know, I'm a behavioral pediatrician. And what that Mm -hmm. means is I, I, I help families with kids who think and learn differently. Um, So ADHD happens to be probably the biggest uh, mental health condition that pediatricians see and is, you know, commonly uh, an issue right now, especially Uh, anxiety, parenting concerns and depression. Um, But there's so much stigma around mental health. um, And so one of the things that I do with my show is to help bring together parents, educators and anybody interested in helping kids to come mm-hmm. together and talk about these topics. I think a lot of times we have to normalize what's happening and just get people to talk about it. That's why my platform is called Let's Talk Kids Health. It's intentional because I want to bring everybody on the to the table. Now, as you know, anybody can post anything to the internet. So there's lots of misinformation out there. And so as a physician with this knowledge, I felt compelled to share and bring to the table, information that is evidence-based, informed, and can help, you know, parents ask questions and get the answers. Mm -hmm. So that's partly the mission. And then in my course, I bring together parents and kids newly diagnosed with ADHD or struggling with ADHD and just needing help. And it's an online class where kids and parents take the class together with other families, which is awesome. And then together we join this detective agency and they become senior and junior detectives and they just learn the facts and they don't jump to conclusions. They learn how what ADHD is, what it isn't. And then through the eight weeks, we learn all different facets of how ADHD can affect them in their own lives. And then as families put in place daily tools to practice, systems in place, but at the same time having fun. And then the kids get to see other kids that are just like Mm -hmm. them and they realize wait, I'm not different. I, you know, that happens to them too. And so I really want to help normalize all of that. And in those spaces, like bring together a community of families to, again, normalize that living with ADHD is not horrible. And actually, it's not a bad thing. It's actually your superpower and helping kids embrace that.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you say that because as you were talking about it, I always talk to people too, about ADHD being a superpower, as long as you can harness it properly. Yes. So, yeah.
0: And so putting in motion those skills for kids as early as eight, nine, 10, so that way Mm -hmm. they can really firmly believe that. And yes, there's going to be ups and downs to their lives, but at least they'll have a toolbox of tools. They know that they can trust and fall back on their family for help and everybody like learns together. So they onboard together. Right. And that's the thing because as a pediatrician, when you identify ADHD, oftentimes my colleagues, you know, we can prescribe medications or make recommendations to like connect to school, connect to a therapist, connect, you know, get parenting support. But for a lot of families, that's really difficult to navigate. Parents might have ADHD themselves too. So Mm -hmm. this was my solution to sort of bring all those components together and just provide that onboarding that families need, because they're all confused. They're not sure where to start. They're overwhelmed. So let's just talk about it, right? Yeah. So. Well,
1: and just in general today, we have so much information that yes. it's like analysis paralysis, which is <laughs> well, like, where do you even turn? What do you do? How do you connect with people? Even though we're supposed to be more connected ever than we've ever been, you must yes. feel less connected when you're in your home and like not sure how to work through things.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love that you brought that up because that um, kind of overload, information overload can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And with social media, there are like wonderful things about it. You can just search things and things are at your fingertips. But at the same time, it's like, oh, so much information. Like how do you even begin to sift through and understand how to implement it?
1: Yep. And then you also have a book club. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. so yeah, just a quick story about that. So again, I mentioned to you in my private practice, I was offering parent training workshops and because of COVID couldn't sort of get people together safely. And um, I love to read and I always try to make recommendations for some really great books for families. So one day I just, you know, had an idea. I ran it by one friend and I said, what if I just picked a book and like offered to have people who are interested read along um, and then we just talk about it. <laughs> but I, online. And that's what I did. And it's just kind of grown from there. And um, I typically choose between four to six titles a year. And now at the end of these, I actually invite the author to join me for an interview. So it's like a virtual, like meet the author. And so a lot of the families appreciate that too. So it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a blast. I mean, just even, you know, you don't have to do all of the things, but just even maybe get started and start like learning more about what's going on with mm-hmm. your kiddo or just ADHD. So yeah, very cool. So <laughs> at, as you were transitioning or as you left what you were working on and took those like four months off, did you have any critics who were questioning like your decision or what you were doing and saying, maybe you should just work less hours or something? Yes, like Yes, of
0: course <laughs> I did. Yes, of course. I think, um, you know, when I, made this decision within, you know, sort of the confines of my core family. My husband was very supportive. He had already left a couple of years ago from academia too. So he, he knew that when you jump, you can land on your feet. And I think that was really important because he had done it. I had seen him do it. And even though he's not doing what I'm doing, like you can leave and find, you know, your life course and be okay. So that was really helpful for me to know that my partner was very much supportive. And when he told me, he's like, just leave. We're we're fine. Like we can figure out the finances part. Like it's okay. I literally broke down and cried. Like Mm -hmm. it was such a gift for for him to say that. Cause at that time I was just like trying to survive and staying above water and feeling like, oh my gosh, I have all these responsibilities and how am I going to ever break free of this work, which is just, I'm drowning in. So he like threw me the the life raft. And then when I made that decision, we sort of, I had to break the news to my colleagues at work and they were surprised. They were like, where are you going? You know, they assumed I was going to another institution somewhere, moving our family, you know, and I said, nowhere. And they were, they just were stunned. They're like, what? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going to figure it out. And They were like, okay. (laughs) You know, some of the some of the people I told were a little bit like, uh, wow. And then others leaned in and they're like, Wow, you you could do that? Like, tell me more. Like, you know, like right. Um, and then, you know, there are friends and family that were like, Oh, you're a doctor, you should just be able to go and see a new, uh, maybe just change where you're working. It might be better. And I'm like, well. Could be. But at that point, because I had been seeing patients, doing research, teaching residents, I didn't know what I was burned out from. I just knew I was burned out. So I just Mm -hmm. really needed a reset and that time to then be able to, with time and distance, be able to feel like, okay, what was it? Was it the environment? Was it this part? Was it that part? Was it, you know, what part of it? Yeah. And I just needed to step away to really kind of then get back in touch with what was going to light my fire again.
1: Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to just like take a breath and be, and realize what you were involved in and pull yourself out of that, like gas pedal side of life. So yes, yes. I mean, that makes complete sense. Um, Other, I mean, that's awesome that your husband gave like threw you that life draft, because that's amazing. And I've talked about it in some of the other podcasts, but when I was looking to pivot out of corporate America, I turned to like podcasts and other people who had, had made the shift, who had transitioned into something that brought them more joy. So it's, it's so cool that you had that, like right in your house that you could, you've already, you saw somebody else transition out of academia into something that brought them more joy. So Mm -hmm. that's really helpful.
0: Yeah. And I would say, I mean, having come from academia where you have mentors and you learn from each other, I mean, I think that's not, um, you know, kind of only in that model, but like that was what I knew. And I knew when I left, like all of that sort of went away. I mean, you know, I mean, the friendships were still there, but in a very different way. And as I, I started kind of realizing, okay, well, I want to do this. I want to do this. I needed to, to be in a room with people who did that. And mm-hmm. one of the first things that I got myself to do was get into like women's groups with other entrepreneurs, business folks. So I could just kind of sit there and like, listen and learn because it was, so I, I'm an extrovert. So I love mm-hmm. to um, meet new people. And it was amazing because like, you just get that energy Mm -hmm. And you're learning from these folks who've been there, done that, even though it's not the same field, there's so much to learn from other people. And that's why Mm -hmm. I love podcasts too, because, you know, you just, you, you get exposed to different ideas and different ways of thinking and it's, it's really inspiring. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's exactly how I feel with podcasts too. It's like you get to learn so much for free.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So. Um other than like your husband and maybe the women's group were there any other people who you turn to for support?
0: Yes. Um so at the time that I had left um there were a couple people that were in my department that had left just before or were contemplating leaving. So, you know, obviously I reached out to them like, how, how did you do it? You know, are you, you know, regretting it? How, how do you break the news? All of those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also I eventually, um, you know, cause I, I would say, uh, again, I just want to tell the audiences that I, I recognize that I was in a very different position because I know that there were friends of mine that felt very burned out and wanted to leave, but couldn't because they were the main breadwinner. Mm-hmm. you know. And so my husband already was in a different job, had good insurance benefits. So I, I know that there's so many factors to being able to have the luxury of saying, I'm just going to quit. right? So I don't take that for granted. Um, but I think also you know, I didn't have the pressure of needing to know what was next. Because again, we had a little cushion, we had, you know, all of that. So I I sort of just let let myself have the time and the space to listen to podcasts, get books. And I eventually made my way to an entrepreneurial physician business school, which I okay. was like, Doctors are doing this, you know, like, like I just thought doctors were doctors, and and no, this is not the case. I mean, this is now, you know, unfortunately, there are lots of great people who are called to do medicine, but because of the way medicine is structured, um, mm-hmm. that a lot of us are burning out, and so I found a, another community where I was like accepted. And it was the norm where people were sort of thinking outside the box and not just confined to seeing patients in clinics or hospitals, but really doing wonderful things, using their physician skills, their, their knowledge of science, um, Mm -hmm. but also doing really cool things. So that has been really helpful too.
1: Yeah, that is awesome. I mean, you go, I, most people go into like the healthcare field that they want to help people. Mm-hmm. And there are so many ways you can help people. So so
0: many, so many ways. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest mind shift because when I left, first of all, I was feeling very guilty. Like, oh my gosh, what are my, what's my family going to think? You know, I've always wanted to be a doctor and here I am. I should be, I should be fine. Right. I should be, I shouldn't be complaining. And, you know, I'm making a good salary and I get the luxury of helping families in this way that not a lot of people get to. And so I, there was that that I had to deal with my identity as a physician and who I was, but also the fact that. I still wanted to help people, but how can I do that? And I didn't realize, you know, like I said, when you go to medical school, there's a straight path that you like, you just kind of keep your eye on the target. And when you get there, if you're if you're not sure what else to do, we don't learn about these other ways that physicians can help families and serve still. And, uh, you know, I feel like I just was lucky and stumbled upon it. But now there are our physician coaches that are doing just that and helping physicians sort of know that you know you have this set of skills this knowledge but you don't just have to be limited to seeing patients i mean if you want to that's yeah. cool like let's talk yeah. about like how to stay in that environment how to like you know keep your well-being intact and how to advocate for yourself and do all those things right i mean we've got to have people doing that yeah. still and thank goodness <laughs> otherwise the healthcare system would be gone but but you know i mean it's this is the thing i mean i i love the fact that so many more physicians are realizing that you know it's not just about seeing the one-to-one patient anymore. There's many Mm -hmm. ways to serve families and patients.
1: Yeah. Perfect. What do you think has been the most challenging in that pivot?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, for me, you know, I did not have any business skills. (laughs) I was like, what is an LLC? What is, you know, like, what do I need to do? Like, I have no idea, you know, looking at, you know, um, you know, expense reports or, or, or all those things, writing a business yeah. plan, I had no idea. I mean, that's not what I was trained in. So again, that's why it was so invaluable to to be in the room with the women business folks and then the physician entrepreneur school. like because these are people who are I was learning alongside or people who've already blazed the path, different skill sets, and not being afraid to ask for help, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of knowing, like, okay, Yeah. I mean, I went to medical school and I've learned lots of different skills. And yes, I bet if I like just sat down, read a book, I could learn this stuff, but like my time was also valuable too. Like, okay. Like how, how can I get the results of what I need and get there faster? Um, Mm -hmm. And just realizing I can't do it all (laughs) is, is also important too. So like, you know, there are things that I need to know about. Uh, my business, but then I can also delegate and then also sort of, you know, just expand higher. Maybe this is just not where I need to be focusing on. Like my zone of genius is here and being able to do that. Cause otherwise, again, I'm going to find myself spread too thin and where's my priority. Well, I want to spend time with my family. I want to, you know, do all these other things, go to the gym sometimes, you know? <laughs> uh, so it's, it's sort of, you know, kind of, kind of learning where do I need to spend my time and, but it's all fun. I mean, it's so fun.
1: Yeah. What do you think has been the most rewarding?
0: Oh, for me, I think um, just realizing again, that I can help these families. And I, and I mentioned to you that I do still have a private practice. It's now one day a week. So very, you know, very, very part-time. I still need that. I love helping families in that way. But I've also come to realize that I love being creative and coming up with these these programs and reaching even more families than I would have time-wise as well as like just confined in my state, you know?
1: Um,
0: So I I realized that I need that and it fills my cup, so to speak, and it lights my fire, you know, in different ways. And so seeing the fact that I am now, I can now tell you, Jen, with 100% certainty that I did not know I was going to be where I am today when I left academia, but the fact that I have the ability to say yes to things that, you know, are more in alignment with who I am as a person and not just, quote, a physician. Like, I'm really coming to terms with you know, these are the things that really light my fire. This, this is in alignment with what I think I was put here to do and to Mm -hmm. be able to do that and do things that like for fun now, you know, I mean, it's just, it's really rewarding. And when I hear the testimonials and I see these families go through my eight week program and see these kids get confident and ask questions and interact with each other. And then these families are you know, just having a lot of fun. It's just so rewarding. It's mm-hmm. so rewarding. And 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 I don't want to, you know, put rose-colored um, glasses on. I mean, sure, families are still going to have arguments. They're still going to have issues as kids get older and trying to navigate life with ADHD. But I like to think that I've at least helped fill their toolbox and given them a solid start so that they know that how to work together, mm-hmm.
1: right? So Yeah. Yeah, that makes me, that makes me feel happy for you that like you feel so much like joy that yes. you get. You you still get the one day a week where you as like an extrovert, extrovert, you can see people interact with people like face to face. Yes. But then you have that whole other creative side where you get to develop something that you never would have even thought you could have a few years back. So that's amazing that you yes. pretty much like just listen to what, Brought you joy and kind of navigated down that road.
0: Yeah, and and it's so weird. I, I'm I just if I if I may, I just want to just share yeah. this with you. Um, so before Teach Me ADHD was born, it was back in October of 2020. We're kind of in the pandemic, and I was sitting there. I had this idea, and again, like I <laughs> sort of like went to my close friends and said, "This is what I'm thinking," and they're like, "Yeah, that sounds amazing." So I put together a quick flyer. And I was like, um, looking for like three to four families. Maybe these are the possible topics. I'm thinking it might be six, to eight weeks. I, you know, and then before I could think about it, I just shared it on social media. Okay. And I like sat there and I was like, okay, gosh, let's see what happens. And within a week, I had seven families. They're like, yes, yes, sign me up. And I thought, that is so strange because, you know, again, coming from academia, whereas writing grants... And I don't know if you've ever had to write grants, but like you had to account to the penny what you were going to budget for and have this whole plan written out and, you know, and, and all of this. And here I was saying, I think it's going to be six, eight weeks. These are the possible topics. And, and the fact that the people who I wanted to help said, yes, yes, sign us up. (laughs) I was like, okay. Uh, all right. You know, and, and, and that to me was validating enough like these i wanted to help these families these families said yes we will go on this road with you and boom i was like okay let's do it and you know just started working on it and and asked them like okay we're going to just kind of go week to week i want your feedback i want to know what works what doesn't i'm going to pivot i'm going to change things so just as long as you're okay with that and then a testimony at the end that's all i'm asking and they were just like we're in Yeah, And and then that's how it was born.
1: (laughs) Perfect. And you know what? It all fell into place just how it was supposed to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It really did.
1: Yeah. So if you could, knowing what you know now, if you could go back and talk to your five-year-old self, is there anything that you would tell her?
0: Oh my God. My five-year-old self. Yes. Well, you know that life has a funny way of working its way out and to just trust in yourself, right? No idea is a bad idea, keep dreaming big and you will find a way to make it come to fruition.
1: I love that. (laughs) Do you have any books or podcasts that you recommend?
0: Oh my goodness. Well, you know, obviously I have like condition specific ones. So for families who are interested in learning more about just like ADHD um, and those things that obviously Attitude Magazine has a great expert podcast series. So again, looking for the evidence-based um, things that are out there and available to families and accessible. So yes, those are all free. Um, and then understood.org has some really great um kind of related podcasts to help support families in terms of that but for business um i really one of the ones that i uh credit to where i am now and feeling good about the space that i'm like living is entre md um, by my business coach and mentor dr um, una um, i found that and i was just like whoa this is amazing. I have never thought that as a doctor I could be an entrepreneur. Like what that goes that that's even a possibility. And so I just binged that podcast and now she has a book that just came out March 1st. And so I, you know, um, I know that they're all comers to your to your podcast. But if any physician is out there and just not feeling like you're living the life you're meant to, please, please go check out that podcast, read that book. Um, It At least gives you a roadmap for what can be. Mm -hmm. Because, again, like I said, in medical school, you sort of go down this one path and you're like that's it. (laughs) So, um, you know, I think those are, are some of the, the real ones. And then the book that I loved is the, the one thing um, I just, I read that and I was like, okay, this is really an interesting way of figuring out how to get things done, but being able to like figure out the one thing that you want to sort of make your life passion and how to, how to, to, to do that. And, and, kind of rework your, your day, your week, your goals so that you can be fulfilled and get that one thing done. So.
1: Perfect. And where can people find you on social media or online?
0: Yes. Thanks for that question. Um, So my website is letstalkkidshealth.org. So that has every uh, information about everything that I do, my parenting book club, my Facebook, um, and YouTube channel, my courses, um, my parenting book club, um, and my private practice. So it's all there. Um, and then, uh, on social media, I'm, uh, on Facebook and Instagram as let's talk kids health. So I hope that folks can connect and reach out. I love meeting people. And if you haven't noticed, I am an extrovert. So I I love just (laughs) hearing from everybody and anybody.
1: Perfect. And I'll link all of that up in the show notes as well. Um, Is there any other piece of advice you'd like to leave the audience with?
0: Yeah. So two, if I may, one is just from the the perspective as a behavioral pediatrician and helping families. This is to speak to moms in particular. So many times as parents, I have two kids of my own and um, it's really easy to fall into like wanting to give your kids everything, obviously. You know, you mm-hmm. have these glorious human beings you made and you want them to succeed and you give them 150%. But at the same time, I want moms to know and to have permission to take care of themselves and to prioritize that self-care, their their own identity. Like the mom thing is a true hat and a part of your identity, but it's not the only thing. And I think so many times, um, and again, I know it's harder when kids have learning and thinking differences you're going to a lot of appointments and therapies and all of this and we can let our own mental health and self-care kind of go to the wayside but mm-hmm. i want to just tell moms like please please like carve out a date night or like if you have a hobby that you did before kids like do that you know it's so important to just to just keep that identity of of you as an individual and and not just as a mom because our mental wellness is so important. Our kids can feed off of that too. Yes. And so um, we, we really need to, to sort of promote and model how important it is that we are all unique human beings. We all have our gifts and strengths, and we need to do what we need to do to take care of our own selves too, our body mm-hmm. and our brains. So that's one. <laughs> and then two, again, like if you're feeling burnout, in whatever field you are. And I know, Jen, you also pivoted as well. It can be really scary, but to know and trust in yourself, know who your, your people are to lean in. Cause in that moment of transition, it's going to be hard. It's going to be scary. And you're going to be thinking, why the heck did I do this? But it takes <laughs> some real um, strength from within side and You just kind of get to that point, you know that something has to give. And when you finally take that leap to not look back, to have no regrets, and just to know that you will eventually land on your feet. There are people out there who are so wanting to help you. You just have to know to ask. So find those like business groups or find an online community. Just there are people out there that are doing all these amazing things. And again, you only know what you know, but don't be afraid to ask for help and look outside the box.
1: Yes. I love that advice because so many people want to help. You just have to ask because nobody will know what you're looking for it unless you ask. So That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for jumping on today.
0: Oh my goodness. It was so great. Thank you for listening and asking those questions. I just, you know, if, if it can help even one person,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's all, that's all, that's all I want. So. Thank you for the opportunity. Perfect.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much for listening through another episode of Jamming with Jen. If you'd like to connect more, reach out to me on Instagram at Dr. Jen Forstner and make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast
0: so that you're always up to date with what's going on.